Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Simplify your life with AT and T in car Wi Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like Real Time GPS and Voice Assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi Fi for up to ten devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. This is the most dramatic podcast ever, an iHeartRadio podcast. We have a very interesting show for you today. Chris Harrison here, alongside Lauren Zima, here at the home office in Austin, Texas. Follow me here for a second. There's something that happened today that was emotional and a bit triggering for me, and it had to do with golf. And so, yes, technically this episode is about the PGA Golf Tour and a rival league called Live. Now, I know what you're thinking. Don't don't push stop yet. Dear God, Chris, do not do an entire podcast about sports, much less golf. I I won't. I'm not going to do that. And to keep me honest and to keep me on track here is Lauren Zima. And I I think we can all agree if there's someone who can keep me on track and away from just sports, 
It's LZ. Wow. Thanks for giving me that power, babe. <laughs> well, look, when you said to me, I want to talk about this today because it was, quote, very triggering for you. And you said it made you emotional. And this whole news headline of the Live Golf Tour merging with the PGA. And for us sports laymans out there, my understanding is basically this is shocking. No one saw this coming. The players didn't know. People deeply involved were completely blindsided by this. And and so as you're kind of telling me about this, the first thing Chris came to me and said was, this is making me see my own situation with The Bachelor in some new ways. It's giving me some new takeaways and making me reflect on it differently. And that is what struck me because, you know, you're not going to get me with the golf stuff. <laughs> it's a microcosm of what's going on in the world right now. And it really did make me look at my own situation with fresh eyes and realize things that I had never realized before which was amazing considering I have thought in depth about my situation uh, over and over again. Consumed us for, you know, a couple of years. <laughs> I, will, I will bore you for like a very short time just to give you the 5,000 foot level of this whole thing, just so you can understand, because I know there's a lot of LZs out there that are like, what are you talking about? So for forever and ever, the biggest pros in the world played on the PGA Tour. Tiger Woods, Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer, you name it. They played on the PGA Tour. That's where they made their living. They had a monopoly. They owned it. Well, about a year ago, there was a Saudi-based league called Live. And this was funded by this Saudi fund out of Saudi Arabia. And all of a sudden, the PGA Tour had competition. In this live golf tour, which was a competing tour against the PGA, went after the big name players, offered them hundreds of millions of dollars, and they got a big star like Phil Mickelson, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson. These are big names in the golf world. And now all of a sudden, there was competition and serious competition in the world of golf where there hadn't been any. And this is a billion dollar industry, a bill, multi billion dollars, where Money, endorsements, companies, commercial, television rights, all of this is on the line. So why do I bring this up? Because when this happened about a year ago, the PGA Tour quickly went on defense because they had a monopoly. They didn't want competition. Understandable. And to clarify, the idea was if you were going to go play on the Live Golf Tour, you could no longer play on the PGA, right? Like the players were forced to make a decision and Liv was luring them with lots of money and opportunity. Well, that's what happened. The PGA Tour, upon losing some of these players, quickly said, there is a line in the sand. You choose. You choose this Live Golf Tour or you choose the PGA, period. An ultimatum. Yeah, which probably broke a lot of antitrust rules and some monopoly rules, and that's part of the lawsuits and the things that I'll get into in a little bit. But these guys had to choose, and they did, and they chose to go with Liv. So the PGA, clearly feeling the pressure, had to click it up a notch. And this is where things get interesting, and this is where everything changed for me, and this is why I wanted to talk to you today. Because what the PGA Tour did was they had to create animosity. They had to create a fight. It's not enough to say, hey, it's no fair that you want to play in our sandbox now. We've had a monopoly and you want to take some of our money. That argument doesn't hold weight. So what they did is they went to the players, the employees, and they weaponized them. They gave them talking points. 
They fed them information that made the other side seem evil. This Saudi league, they kept calling it the Saudi league, wanted to make sure you knew it was coming out of Saudi Arabia, that these evildoers are now buying these players. We are just, and if you stick with us, we are loyal. You're a team member. You're part of this family at the PGA Tour. We got your back. Well, Jay Monahan, let's call him the creator of this show. Let's call him the executive. Is he of Live or PGA? PGA Tour. Got it. He is the boss at the PGA Tour. Well, he's not the most loved, as most CEOs aren't, so he couldn't be the face of this. So what he did, he found the freshest, most lovable face he could, a golfer named Rory McIlroy. Let's call him the host of the PGA Tour. A lot of analogies happening here. So they go to Rory, who's a great golfer and so loved. He's Irish. He has a cute little accent. He's very forthright and honest and transparent. They go to Rory. They make him the spokesperson. Rory, you get out there. You get out front and center in front of the cameras. You recite all of our talking points. You fight the good fight. We are on the just side of this. We're on the right side of history. We're going to make it right. And and remember, we're a team, buddy. Mm. We love you. You're our brother. We got your back. We will never screw you over, Rory. You're our hope, our golfer. So that's how Rory went out. And Rory did so. Thinking, and again, I don't put this on Rory. He's thinking he's doing the virtuous thing. He thinks he's being loyal. He thinks he's doing the Lord's work here by toting the company line. And it cost him dearly. He started drawing a line in the sand, started arguments and fights with players that he was friends with just weeks before. The stress of this has deteriorated his game. He's not the same player he was. Everybody will agree he's been a bit of a mess because of this. He took so much heat. He took all the pressure. Meanwhile, the PGA Tour and Jay Monahan got to sit in the shadows and just watch, see how this goes. Well, it wasn't going well enough. So the PGA Tour turned up the heat. They then weaponized the media. Does this sound familiar? Pretty interesting. There was an interview about a year ago that Jim Nance did with Jay Monahan on a PGA Tour broadcast on CBS, major network. Again, CBS, they have millions in play here, hundreds of millions at play. Jim Nance has been a loyal subject and a member of, you know, the PGA and he's, you know, announces all of it and does, and he's great, by the way. I love Jim Nance. I respect him. I know Jim Nance. I've talked to him on a number of occasions. He is a legend in broadcasting, but he did this interview with Jay Monahan and he clearly read talking points that were given to him. He took a stance. And now this is where I have an issue with Jim. And I did back then as a journalist, let's just say it was really poor journalism. It was pretty gross. He wasn't asking questions of Jay Monahan, the commissioner who should have had all these answers. He started making these declarative statements, very strong statements about live golf and the people that run it. Mm. Talked about sports washing, a phrase that really became popular and used back in the Olympics when Nazi Germany was hosting the Olympics. They talked about sports washing, about using sports to kind of show how your society is great and how everything's okay. And please don't look over here. Look how wonderful the Olympics are. That was the Nazi regime and, and sports washing back in the Olympics. They start using that term 
in regards to this live golf tour. But it's Jim Nance saying this, someone we love, someone we respect, someone we've watched our entire childhood. Now it's Jim Nance saying this. So it carries a lot more weight than Jay Monahan saying it. It was some of the worst journalism I've witnessed outside of Michael Strahan and how he handled my interview. It was very reminiscent. That interview, watching Jim Nansen and the links he went to bringing up 9-11, bringing up the 9-11 families, that this was all on these golfers' hands. Basically, these golfers that went to live have blood on their hands. This was Jim Nance making these statements. And then Jay Monahan added on to it. Really sad journalism by Jim Nance. It really disappointed me greatly. And again, I give him grace and I still love Jim Nance. I respect him. That one moment in time, my guess, he thought he was on the right side of history. He thought he was doing the right thing. He thought he was defending people who were going to be there for him. Mm. But that wasn't enough. There is a thing called the Golf Channel. Yeah, that's right. That thing that's usually on in the background of your house and your husband just disappears for hours on on end, that's the Golf Channel. There is. I was going to say, first of all, this is a lot of drama, a lot of interesting relationships. And for anybody who's not a golf fan, but maybe your partner is, you are going to walk in with some things to say uh, tonight. Okay, so go on, the Golf Channel. So the Golf Channel jumps in. They're partly owned by the PGA Tour. And, and kind of exist with the grace of the PGA Tour, and they're owned by NBC. For the entire year, they have, I'd say 99.9% been against Live Golf. They have read the talking points the PGA Tour wanted to give them. They have promoted PGA. They're all PGA because that's, that's where their money lies. Well, these announcers, these sportscasters, and again, a lot of them I know and a lot of my respect have said really rough things about Live Golf and the people that went to Live Golf. They, it has been 100% one-sided. No objectivity, no real journalism when it came to the other side of this story. Instead of just posing questions and posing points, they made points. They gave opinions. Again, golf fans are watching this. These people at Golf Channel, mm-hmm. again... Probably thought the PGA Tour was on their side. Probably thought NBC was on their side. We're going to be loyal. We're going to be team players. They got our back. They'll never screw us over. We're on the right side of history. Well, everything changed. As I used to like to say on the show, everything is about to change. Jay Monahan, again, we'll call him the creator, the CEO, president of PGA Tour. When he made this strong statement when Live Golf started. Remember, he went in the room and said, guys, we are a band of brothers. We make decisions together. We live or die together. This is all about transparency. It's all about doing the right thing. Have you ever been ashamed of playing on the PGA Tour? No, these Live guys can be ashamed. Don't worry, this is all about family. When I woke up this morning on Twitter, I found out At the same time Rory McIlroy did, the same time Tiger Woods did, the same time every employee slash golfer found out, we all found out on Twitter that Jay Monahan and the PGA Tour have merged with Live Golf. 
It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with. Successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So now that you set that up, it's like they were saying for a year, this thing is evil. This thing is toxic. This thing is going to tear us apart. These people are tied to 9-11. These people are sports wide. These are evil, evil human beings. And you are a part of it. Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, Bubba, you guys are a part of this. That was the stance for the last 12 months. And now they've partnered. With this group. Not only did they do a 180, 
it was 100% behind everybody's back, 100% in the dark. There was zero transparency. There was zero debate. Not one golfer. All the golfers are going on Twitter right now going, what the hell? Aren't these the people we swore we would never do business with? Has Rory spoken? I have not heard Rory's statement yet. I do not know. He, if anybody, might be in the bottle the bottom of a bottle of, of bourbon or Irish whiskey. <laughs> Talk about someone who got screwed over in this more than anybody. Rory, and I love Rory McElroy. He is a good guy. I mean, 100% across the board, everybody loves Rory, which is why he was the perfect mark to push out there to be the voice of what the PGA Tour wanted him to be. Again, let's just call him the host. Very interesting that they have left him on an island. The damage is done. He's lost friends. He's lost fans. His game is deteriorated. Now he'll be back. He's not going to be in the poorhouse. But what they did to him was unconscionable. Mm. How they have stabbed him in the back, pulled the carpet out from under all of these guys because all of these guys were offered big money. Rory, Colin Morikawa, I'm just naming some other big golfers, were, they were offered hundreds of millions of dollars to go to live. But they thought, they were told they were doing the right thing by saying no. And if you stick with us, we'll take care of you. They woke up this morning and realized all they did was piss away hundreds of millions of dollars because the PGA Tour and Jay Monahan singularly decided that the best interest of all of them was to join forces with Liv. And LZ, you and I love journalism. I turned on Golf Channel. First of all, the announcement was made on CNBC. Very telling as well. The guy on CNBC, he may like golf, but he doesn't know it. He doesn't know how to dive into this story. So it was a very, very soft landing spot for Jay Monahan and the Saudi group, who, by the way, won in this big time, to come and announce this merger. So after this announcement, and Jay Monahan completely contradicts hypocritically, everything he has said and stood for for the last year. We go to Golf Channel. When I tell you the analysts were like deer caught in the headlights, it's an understatement. I felt, partly I, I felt justified, but I felt sad. These people now don't have talking points. They now have to think for themselves. They now have to navigate these uncharted waters because the safety net was ripped out from under them. Well, and they're probably thinking about what they said over the past year and now how are, are they worried about contradicting points they made before, things they said before? They were, they were mumbling. They were stumbling. People that I really respect in this business had nothing to say. They, they literally were wide-eyed. Go back and watch. It's fascinating TV. These guys were all just kind of mumbling and stumbling and asking questions and flash, flash forward several hours. This just happened today. I usually don't like to date these things, but it's Tuesday. It's 1.30 in the afternoon central time when I'm, I'm taping this. So they've had several hours to, to try and gather their thoughts. Now these quote unquote journalists are asking questions, poignant questions. Lobbing out questions like, maybe this is the best thing for golf. Maybe <laughs> the entire geopolitical existence of the United States, Saudi Arabia, the Middle East, shouldn't have been on the shoulders of Dustin Johnson. 
maybe the president of the United States, maybe some of these other political leaders could, could handle this. Maybe it's not on the golfers to figure this out. Now, there's still right and wrong here, and that needs to be settled, and that needs to be talked about, by the way. There needs to be questions about Saudi Arabia, about China, which the PGA Tour is massively in bed with. So when you get into this human rights thing, you can't just pick and choose. You can't cherry pick only because you were worried that this was going to cost your organization hundreds of millions of dollars. The same Saudi fund, they own, maybe it's not the majority, but they are massive shareholders in Uber. Mm. Nobody's not using Uber. First of all, you know, you said we love journalism. I used to love journalism. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day, and we've t discussed it a little bit before. It's hard when you are educated in something and you grow up dreaming of being something, and then by the time it's your time to have that as your career, it's changed so much. I mean, I was growing up reading People magazine, and then when I was in high school and college, the internet very rapidly changed everything. Then when I graduated after studying journalism, video on the internet very much changed everything. Then social media gave it another change. In the 15 years I've been doing this, the industry has changed so much so fast. And I don't know that I love it anymore. It's not what I grew up loving. And a huge part of that is because I question so much about it ethically. Like, in this case, I mean, these quote unquote journalists, I mean, they are journalists, but they're in a tough spot. Uh, their boss is telling them what to say. Their boss owns, you know, there, there's so much money at stake here. And I know you know that feeling, not just from journalism, but from hosting reality TV also. Well, and look at, you know, you look at Jim Nance, who, again, I, I, I really respect. I've looked up to him as a broadcaster. He made a really bad decision in, in that interview and he took a bad stance. Now, well, he was getting, but I understand because that Jim, yeah. even Jim Nance was getting a lot of pressure. Clearly he had been giving th given things to say and read. Does Jim Nance walk away and quit his job? Does Brandel Chambly on golf channel, does Rich Lerner on golf channel, these people that didn't speak up, that didn't ask the right questions, that didn't correctly approach this objectively when NBC, PGA, there's, there's so much at stake and you're feeling so much pressure. And again, you feel like you're being a team player. You're being loyal. You feel like you're doing the right thing. Well, plus people will say, oh, you should take a stance at work and you should be like, be the voice and speak up. It's not that easy to walk away from your job. Even if you've made a lot of money and you, you're talking about walking away from the career you've built, about thinking to yourself, if I do this, Will I ever work again? Because you're um, also going to be blackballed in the rest of the community. Exactly. So it's really not a, an easy thing to do. Um, and, you know, I, I do think one thing that's hard is like you're working for a company, but publicly you have to privately represent that company and on some level do what you're told. But publicly, you're yourself. Like you, I know everybody has a boss they have to answer to, but when you are, you know, in media, you have to publicly say things to the world as you and with your name on it. But behind the scenes, you're told what to do to a certain extent. And like I felt like is. that, I mean, for 20 years on The Bachelor, I spoke for The Bachelor, but it was me. And, and sometimes you're having to deliver a message that you're, it's not that you're not okay with it, but maybe that's not what you would say if it was just up to you. Mm -hmm. And I'll go a step further, a layer of this that I, again, I found very interesting. And I was yelling at the TV. There was this documentary that I was so excited about called Full Swing. If you, on Netflix, if you watch Drive to Survive, there's a few of these uh, kind of sports docs that came out. 
brilliantly done, by the way. Drive to Survive. I mean, the people that do it are incredible at what they do. They decided to do one of these for golf called Full Swing. And they happened to be filming the year that this happened, last year. So I'm like, oh my God, these documentarians captured everything that was happening when the PGA Tour fractured into live and guys were leaving and there were fights and arguments and things we know about. I watched this quote unquote documentary and it was 100% like watching a PGA Tour media film, Mm. a promotional film put on by the PGA Tour. They made every PGA Tour guy seem like the greatest human being in the world. I mean, Captain America, put an American flag on this person, give him some apple pie. He's going to sing God Bless America. Then they would cover the live guys. Ian Poulter throwing a tantrum in the locker room, throwing his clubs. He's on edge. Brooks Kepka. He's mentally unstable. He's losing it. Literally, they changed the music. They would change the music to this like, grab the money, get your bag, like that kind of stuff. Then there would be this soft, glorifying, you know, beautiful lens that they would paint the PGA Tour. That's how this full swing turned out to be. It was a PGA PR stunt. And today, again, this journalist, Chad Mung, who was a big part of this full swing, he tweets out, you better believe we were filming when this broke. Yeah, where were you when it broke a year ago, bud? Where was full swing? You didn't show, they never, in that full swing, they didn't show you one thing that you didn't already know happened. There wasn't one insight. Well, who funds that? Exactly. It's not who funds it, who gives the access. Um, You're not going to get access to a PGA locker room. You're not going to get access to the PGA events if they don't have editing approval of you're going to make us look good. And man, did they put a cherry (laughs) on top of the PGA tour and took a ginormous dump on live. I mean, it was, I mean, literally they changed the music. This is so much drama. It's funny. I will say I'm not very golf aware, but in the past year, there've been a couple of times when I've turned to you and said like, wait, I just saw this headline of what like Phil Mickelson said about like I, for the first time was aware of golf news because these golfers were getting very heated and debated and like, it was very, it was maybe the most dramatic year for golf ever. It has um, easily been the most dramatic year ever. And the PJ Tour tried to quickly pull some things back because their league clearly had problems with it. And so they started to change like purse structure and give them more money and give all these crazy deals and restructure, but it wasn't enough. And the problem is, here's the very interesting thing of why you're wondering, how, how did this all happen? What was the tipping point? In my opinion, what happened was the guys that went to live started winning because they were still able to play on some of the major championship. They were able to play on a couple tournaments. And one of them, Brooks Kepka, just won a major championship. He just won the PGA championship. That screws the PGA tour because now you don't have the best players in the world. Not all of them. You can't say the best players play here. The best players. But I thought they weren't all, he wasn't allowed to play in the PGA. Well, there was a, a loophole where these guys were allowed to play in about four or five certain tournaments a year Got called it. the majors. So they, they came over when they could and they were dominating. They played really well. So now all of a sudden Rory is losing and Brooks Kepka is winning. Uh, this doesn't look so good. So again, all of a sudden we wake up today, shell shocked, nobody. And this is crazy in this day and age, golf channel, Nobody 
New York Times, nobody had this story. Nobody had a sniff that this was coming down the pipe. Was that triggering for you? Yeah. The, you know, what was triggering was just the having the rug and the safety net completely pulled out from under you. Hearing one day, I love you, your family. Hey, brother, we got you. Don't worry. Just go say this. Just go do this. Rory, be the good guy. You know, trust us. We got you, man. And then you wake up today and you find out on Twitter that all of that was complete and utter bullshit. A hundred percent bullshit. And Rory is now left to go answer for his own words and his own deeds. And they're what the PGA tours, Jay Monahan's going to back him up. So what was that moment for you? The moment, everything. Yeah. There was a moment there were, there was a tipping point when that moment happened for me. I can't get into the details of it, but there was one night when that moment happened for me, when I had to say in my own life as, as my own man with you by my side, enough is enough. Enough is enough. And I am a big believer and you got to pick that hill you want to die on. I picked my hill and I had to make a stand. I hope the best for Rory. These journalists, it's going to be interesting. Some of these people will lose their jobs. Some of these people will maybe not quote unquote be fired. They may just disappear into the ether and just all of a sudden you don't hear from them again. And you have someone who's different on the air. So will Jim Nance disappear? He's such a big star. I doubt it. Why do you think people are going to get fired over this? Well, because now these guys are coming back. The narrative has to change. And if you were a part, I mean, strongly. So there's a guy, Brandel Shambly, who's on Golf Channel. And now he, he's not very well liked. I happened to be with eight legendary golfers yesterday at a golf event, which is fascinating because we were talking about live golf just yesterday with these legendary golfers. These are uh, champions tour, senior tour guys. And First of all, they were a little confused on the rules and how everything went too, which I found fascinating. These guys are entrenched in this. And they didn't even understand it all. None of them mentioned that this might happen today, but they were confused by it. But they all talked about this one guy, Brandle Chambly, and how arrogant he is and his opinions. He has been unbelievably outspoken about live golf. This might ruin him. He might be done. He's actually going to speak tonight. So I can't, I don't know what his words are going to be. Maybe he apologizes. Maybe he backs off. He's a really bright guy. So his technique and his style is usually to double down. Maybe he doubles down. But if he goes against doubling down now means he goes against the PGA Tour, the hand that's feeding him. So if he goes against Jay Monahan, the hand that feeds him and says, now you're dirty. Now you're just as bad as these other guys. He's not going to be on that channel. So what do you do? He's left. He, he, he's on an island. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with. Successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. 
Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So you said that this made you look at your own situation in new ways. What changed your in your mind today? It just made me sad. And it made me think of the things that were said to me, promises made and, and things that I went through. Um, when a line in the sand is drawn, whether it's me drawing it or whoever, and, and part of that was me drawing that line in the sand, there were friends, and you know this, there were dear friends that I had, some for almost 20 years, most all over a decade that worked on the show. But when that line in the sand was drawn, so were friendships. And people I thought would be with me, stand beside me, stand in front of me, come with me. You're left without a net. You realize you're alone on this island. Like Rory McElroy is finding out today, you're all alone, bud. Now it's you. And now everything you said is on you. 
whether it was the PGA Tour pushing this, it's on you. And so now Rory has to personally go unwind all of these very sticky situations. And he will because he has a foundation of being a well-respected, honest man. He's a good man. So he'll recover. He'll be fine. Brandel Chambly, I, I doubt he will. And there will, there will be others that will fall because of this. Well, you said that today gave you a big takeaway as you were thinking about your own situation and how this brought up memories for you. What was the takeaway? Well, what it, the reason I wanted to do this today is, again, not to just talk golf and sports. I think this is so much bigger than that. I think we can all relate to what's happening right now in this golf situation to our own lives and to what you see happening in our own business world. It made me think, you know, we have morality clauses. A lot of us have morality clauses at work. Most times when you join uh, entertainment and you're doing a movie or a TV show, there's a morality clause. And that's so if you do something torrid and whatever that they don't love, it's bad PR, that means they can get rid of you because of your morality. I almost think in this day and age, we need the reverse. You need to have a morality clause with the people you work for. You need to be ensured that they will do right by you. That they will carry your name and that what they are doing and what they stand for, what they say they stand for, A, they will continue to if you believe in it, or B, they can't sell you out and sell you down the river because what they decide is best. And it made me think how many times, no matter what business you're in, school teacher, computer software, real estate, you name it. How many times have you been to a convention or a work meeting and you go in and the boss is trying to rally the troops and hey, we're a team. As you go, we all go. Loyalty. Put the company first. You take care of us and we'll take care of you. Just be careful, I guess is my point. Uh, be, be, be leery. Is this in your best interest? Is, mm -hmm. is it? And now look, we all work for people. You're an employee. You are going to do things and you're, you, we're trying to make money for a company. And hopefully in turn, you'll make money too. But in this day and age, I, I think that the tables have and probably should be turned a little bit and maybe get a morality clause for the people <laughs> you work for. Well, what's interesting about that is I do think we live in this time where companies are called out on social media, like to take stands on things. Right. And I actually struggle with that a little bit because I, I don't need every brand or every company to like weigh in on every social issue. You know, I, I think there's a little bit too much of that actually. Um, but I mean, at the same time, you want, I think you want to be in alignment with the company you work for, for yeah. sure. It's one thing. I don't need a company to be like publicly weighing in on every single issue that's out there politically or socially. But I do think if you work for someone, you want to be in alignment with them and their values as a company. So what I would advise anybody is like, you know, yeah, you want to be protected on your end because the company is not just like you could quit tomorrow, that company can fire you tomorrow. It goes both ways and they wouldn't hesitate to. And I think we all put a lot of personal, we put a lot of ourselves into our jobs. And so you're like, oh, well, I don't want to leave them in the lurch or whatever. Well, they would leave you in the lurch. And gosh, yeah, I mean, I feel for Rory thinking about how he put himself on the line and his name on the line through all this and became that sort of spokesperson for them. Um, 
And I guess that's the main thing too. If you, you ask what to take away, it's when speaking on something it's, mm. it's be careful when someone says, Hey, you know, go speak on this, go speak on this, go you know, put, put your face forward. Cause as you very astutely said, and you brought this up, you know, several weeks ago, you and I were talking about, am I saying this for me or am I representing someone else? And I'm, I'm using someone else's words. And do I believe in all this and do, and do they coincide Are you know, are we together on this? And that to me is the interesting thing. And if you feel like, oh, this will never change, they would never screw me over. <laughs> ask, <will. laughs> ask Rory McIlroy. I mean, I'm telling you, if you had asked everybody, and I mean everybody in the world of golf yesterday, could this possibly happen? The answer would be an emphatic hell no. 0.0% chance that Jay Monahan will ever do business. Mm. He would never ever do business flash forward to this morning and all these people are on an island left and alert so what was it money 100 percent. yeah it's always it's, money. it's always about money. follow the money <laughs> anything you ever see just follow the money and now that they started a uh conjoined kind of uh for-profit business together and there are billions and billions of dollars at stake here and mm. I mean, I would tell anybody get stuff in writing too. get it in writing. I mean, in your situation, there are things I wish we'd gotten in writing. There are things <laughs> that, uh, yeah. I know you were told by people you'd known for decades asked to do. Um, and you want to trust. Well, you were lied to over and over again, um, on the phone in conversation. And I wish we'd gotten some of the promises that were made in writing. Um, yeah, I do. Yeah. It's hard because when you've known somebody a long time, of course you think they're your friend to a certain extent, but people's jobs, their livelihoods are going to come first. They have to, and you know, they have to think about their own families and then their own careers. And I get that. And I look forward to running into Jim Nance again and having this conversation with him. I, I would love to have this discussion. Um, just as by the way, I will with Michael Strahan if and when our paths cross again. What will you say to Michael Strahan? I have questions about his journalistic integrity. I have questions about the approach he took 24 hours after we did the interview, the way it was put together, the thing he said live on, on air after the interview when nobody was there to rebut it and nobody was there to put a counterpoint on it. I have questions. I, I would just like to look him in the eye and say, what were you thinking or what were you told? And again, I have all the grace in the world for both of these guys. I just, I want to see, I want to see what they would say. Someday you and I will sit down and we will have that conversation. That'll, that'll be a full episode of journalistically, ethically, everything that went down. Um, but thank you for, for obliging me today and listening to this. It was such an emotional morning watching all of this unfold, watching the coverage, watching I mean, I haven't seen, you know, people moonwalk like that since Michael Jackson was in concert. I mean, holy cow, watching these poor journalists moonwalk across everything they had said for the last year and try and save a situation. Um, it is fascinating. It'll continue to unfold. I didn't want to bore you with sports and golf and all that. And that's why I had LZ here. And thank God she's here to keep me somewhat on the straight and narrow. I know I went a little golfy for a minute, but I was trying to give a little perspective on all this. But thank you. Thanks for listening. Um, thanks for being with me always. I do like shows like this where we can get real and we can dive into what's happening in the world. 
And how does it apply to us? And how do we make it better? And I hope we've done that today. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time because we have a lot more to talk about. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the most dramatic pod ever and make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. I'll talk to you next time. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.